So today I'm trying something new. You are about to experience the first ever Fearless 15, where I am taking commonly asked questions or frequently asked questions from my audience and answering them in 15 minutes. Now y'all know that I love talking, so this is gonna be a challenge for me <laughs> to answer questions in 15 minutes. But today's question is, when do you know you're ready to hire a team and how do you do it? So I'm gonna start with a quote. I love my quotes. Y'all know that I love starting with a quote. And this quote is from Abraham Lincoln. The best way to predict the future is to create it. Love that quote. And I'm excited to set the tone with that quote. So I want to start with a story. And this story involves Warren Buffett and a guy named Mike Flint. I'm going to keep this really short for the sake of time. But Warren Buffett asked Mike Flint to write down his top 25 career goals. So he took some time and wrote them down and you are welcome to do this exercise as well. I have personally done it quite a few times throughout my career. So then Warren Buffett told Mike Flint to review his list and circle his top five goals. So he took some time and did that as well. At this point, Mike Flint had two lists. He had five items and he that, that he had circled and he wrote list A above it. And then he had 20 items that were not circled listed B. So Flint told Warren Buffett, the top five are my primary focus and the other 20 come in a close second. They're still important to me. So I'll work on those intermittently as I see fit. They're not as urgent, but I still plan to, to give them a dedicated effort. To which Warren Buffett replied, no, you've got it all wrong, Mike. Everything you didn't circle just became your avoid at all cost list. No matter what, these things get no attention from you until you've exceeded with your top five. So I just want to set the tone with that story. And that is kind of where I want to traject this conversation and this answer on when do you know you're ready to hire a team? One of the things that I would say is you got to get super clear on your goals, what your goals are and how you're going to achieve them. Now I'm gonna share my personal story with you here in just a moment on how I personally started building my own team. But some of the questions that I would wanna ask you that I really want you to start thinking about is one, I say this as lovingly as I can, what do you suck at? What do you not like doing? I have been a business coach now for going on two years. I've been doing it before that, but professionally doing it for two years. And one of the clients that I have, every time I would talk to her, she was so distraught because she had her attention was being pulled in so many different areas. And she would say, she's actually a, a venue owner here in Colorado, a wedding venue owner. And she would say, well, I have to get up at midnight and clean, clean the venue until 4 a.m. so that my guests can come in and our next couple can get married. And I'm having to do my social media and my email list and my contracts and my web design. And I was like, whoa, 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 whoa. Why are you doing all this? I said, what are your favorite things about business? And she said, well, I love meeting my clients. I love booking clients. I love meeting with them. I love hearing their story. And I love sending them gifts and being a part of the wedding day. And I said, good, that's all you should do then. Only do those things. Everything else, hire it out. Now it's way easier said than done. And it's taken her a couple of years to actually do the thing. But when you start thinking about what am I not good at or what do I not like doing, you're going to get very clear on the areas of your business that you need to start hiring out. Now, let me be clear you do not have to be at a financial point to hire out business. 
you can be just starting out and hire out tasks that you don't want to do because you know what? It's going to free up time for you to dedicate to the things that you do love and that you are very good at. One of the very first things that I looked at whenever I was starting to build a team was what am I not good at and where do I want to place my efforts? Another piece of advice, and this I actually got from one of my favorite books, but it's also kind of ingrained in me, is when you're hiring, you should hire based on integrity over expertise. And this is going to come across in the wrong way, but depending on what you want to hire. So like if, if you're looking for a Pinterest expert, you should at least find somebody who niches in Pinterest. Or if you're looking for somebody who writes copy, you should you should hire somebody who focuses on copy and not just everything. But you should absolutely 100% hire somebody based on their integrity and their honesty and how much you trust them over their expertise. And I'll get a little more into that here in just a few moments when I tell or when I share my story with you. So those are the the two things that I want you to to think about what am I not good at and who can I hire based on their integrity? Now, I want to share an analogy with you and I share this with the students that I coach in my group coaching program and think about a doctor's office. You go into a doctor's office and who do you meet? You meet somebody at the front desk who is doing the bookkeeping, who is doing the scheduling, who is doing the billing. You meet somebody who is working on admin, admin, you know, department. Then once you get into your room, who do you meet with? Probably a nurse. You meet with a nurse, they take all your vitals, they ask the questions, and then they give that to the doctor. Now it's not until the maybe fourth person that you have contact with that you're meeting with the doctor. Now let's pretend that this doctor didn't have a nurse. There was no admin, there was no billing, there was no janitorial service. This doctor was trying to run an entire office by themselves. What would happen? People would literally die. (laughs) And that's not an exaggeration. Now, as a creative entrepreneur, there are very few of us who are in roles where people are actually like their their lives are at stake. But when you think of it like that, you think, well, of, of course a doctor has support. Of course there's a team built around this office. One person can't do everything. Now think about that. One person can't do everything. Why should you be wearing 17 hats? Why should you be doing everything? And who are you to think that you are an expert at everything? And if you are not doing everything, that your business is going to fall apart. These are really hard questions that are not easy to ask yourself and get really sincere with yourself about. So I want to share my experience with hiring my team and I'm still building it. So my business started, I started my photography business in 2012, officially. Our first big year was 2014. And by big, I mean, I ran a social media campaign for $100 and we ended up booking 28 weddings in one month. And so my head was spinning in 2014. It was also the year that Mike and I were getting married. We just had a lot happening. So this year in the fall, or no, sorry, it was the the following year in 2015, in the fall, I had probably 13 weddings stacked up. And at this point in my career, it was taking me a full 40 hour work week to edit a wedding. It took me a long time to get my, you know, finesse down with editing, but it took me a 40 hour work week per wedding. So I had 13 weddings backed up and 40 hours a week that I had to dedicate to each one of these weddings. 
So here's a beautiful picture for you. I'm in a Starbucks and I'm sobbing. I'm sobbing over my computer. I don't know what to do. And I, I just said to myself, this is not what I signed up for. And I will not be in business next year if this is what it feels like. And one of my girlfriends had mentioned to me previously about the possibility of hiring an editor. And I was like, I don't know what that looks like. I I don't have the time and I don't want to relinquish that control. Now, I, I want to point out that I said, I don't want to relinquish that control because this was an issue that I had to overcome and an issue that a lot of entrepreneurs have to overcome, especially creatives. We don't want to relinquish that control. And that's not a good enough reason to not build a team. But alas, I'm crying in a Starbucks by myself and I call an editor and God bless the woman who answered the phone on the other line because I was just through tears saying, I need help. I can't do this. How many weddings is too many for me to send you? And she was like, send all of them. We will figure this out. We will be here to support you. And since 2015, I have been working with the same company and they are incredible. That was my first step into building a team. The second person that I hired was Brianna. Brianna is one of my favorite human beings in the world. We actually met in college and I was at a point in my business where I just started thinking, and you'll feel this too. You'll you'll start thinking, maybe I could, yeah, bring somebody on and get some help. And because people have asked, like, when do you know that it's the right time to hire? You just start getting that gut feeling. A lot of things in business are a gut feeling. And so I started getting that gut feeling that I needed to have some help. I was exhausted by social media and trying to keep up with it. And I also had this fear that if something tragic happened in my life, whether it was an illness, a car accident, somebody I loved needing me to be there, I didn't have anybody in my business to support me and respond to emails or send out invoices or handle contracts. I had nobody. And that really scared me because I was eight years into business and realized I don't have somebody to take over if I can't do it for a certain amount of time. So I actually put out just a Instagram post saying that I was looking for a, a VA or a virtual assistant. And I interviewed 12 people. And Brianna was the first person that I felt comfortable with. I felt confident. And and mind you, I was talking with VAs who had been doing this for years. They would charge like, you know, a $1,500 a month retainer for that. I I had to pay $1,500 whether I used it or not, which is a totally fine business model. But I was not at a point in my business that I wanted to be that intense with it. And Brianna made me feel so heard and seen. And I knew that her integrity would outweigh her experience. And it has tenfold. Now she has, you know, oodles of clients. She's doing this full time. She's building her business. But I was at a point where I needed somebody I trusted more than somebody who had been doing this for 10 years. So hiring Brianna and hiring an editor, guess what it did? It freed up space for me to do what I love doing. And it allowed me to pursue new passions such as coaching. I was really interested in coaching, but I knew that I could not handle the workload of launching a new business such as coaching while I was shooting 40 weddings a year. So thankfully my my editors were doing the editing. Brianna was going to take some of the workload off of my shoulders and helping me with social media and scheduling and posting. So one thing that I want to bring to your attention is that when you hire a virtual assistant or anybody really, whenever you start hiring a team, it's a very easy trap to fall into that you free up time and then you fill it with stuff that doesn't matter. 
don't fill your time unless it's intentional. I fill my time. I made it a rule that I would send a wedding off to my editor and I would go mountain biking every Tuesday morning, send a wedding, go mountain biking. And that just became my ritual because I did not want to fill my time with stuff that didn't matter. So speaking of having freed up time, I wanted to start this podcast. I have been so excited to start this podcast for five years, but my husband begged me. He said, honey, you should do it, but you have to hire somebody to produce it and edit it. And I said, all right, challenge accepted. And I found Susan and Susan, I adore. She is one of the most amazing entrepreneurs that I have met. But again, she was honest with me. She said, hey, I've, I've never managed or produced a podcast. And I said, well, I've never hosted a podcast. So perfect. I trust you. You have integrity. I know that you're going to work hard to make this happen. And I trust that I can hand over this project and you'll figure it out. And she did. But I hired her because of the trust that I felt with her after our first phone call and because we had mutual friends, not because she had been doing podcasts for 10, 20 years. So at this point in my business, I am actually hiring an apprentice. I just hired an apprentice. We just signed the contract this week. I'm so excited. She's going to be coming to weddings with me this summer to help you know, manage people, wrangle people, set up shots, be there for creative inspiration. And this was, this was something that I really wanted to do after reading the book, Get Rich, Lucky Bitch. You guys have heard me talk about this. If you've been listening for any amount of time, I realized after reading that book that I needed... And quite frankly, I deserved a support team at weddings. I had a support team outside of weddings and with my other passions, my, my, my husband, Mike, and I shoot together, but he didn't have a support at the weddings. He, he was my support. I was his support, but we didn't have somebody, a third party there to support us for what we needed help with. So I'm hiring an apprentice. This year, I'm also hiring a copywriter. I'm married to a designer, so I'm very lucky that I'm married to a designer. I'm hiring, I've, I've hired business coaches, and I'm going to be hiring a Pinterest specialist. So hiring a team, again, hire for integrity and hire for where your weaknesses are or where you just really don't want to handle certain areas of your business. Again, you don't have to be in business for a long time. You don't have to be at a certain price point. You just do it when it feels right. I have two books that I want to recommend to you. Well, three technically, if you include Get Rich Lucky Bitch, but two of my favorite books that have really helped me build my team and focus on what matters in my business and what I'm good at are actually written by the same author. Essentialism is one of the books and Effortless is the second book. And they are both by Greg McEwen. We will share them in the show notes. Those books have absolutely transformed how I view my business, how I view my own strengths, where I should be putting my time, where I should not be putting my time. And again, if you are remotely thinking about growing your business, scaling your business, or just enjoying business and entrepreneurship, hire a team. Going back to that quote, the best way to predict the future is to create it, create your team, build your team, add a support crew to be there to lift you up and take on things that they love doing in their zone of genius and take that off your plate. Thanks so much for being here for the first Fearless 15. I can't wait to see you in the next episode. Take care.